you can use business um, to do a lot of good in the world. And hopefully eventually that means business and good and our humanness is all tied together instead of maybe separated out. Welcome neighbors to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Hello, neighbors. I am going to preface this interview by saying, if you're able, you should make your way to your fridge right now and crack open a cold one because I am absolutely drinking a beer for this episode. Today, we get to hear from Jesse Kaufman, who works on the corporate social responsibility team at New Belgium Brewing. Not only does New Belgium Brewing have an amazing list of beers to serve every taste bud, they are recognized as a leader in the industry for sustainability and social responsibility. And when I say leader, I mean the leader. They are now the fourth largest craft brewing company in the U.S. dedicated to proving that business can be a force for good. New Belgium is a certified B Corp and was the first brewery to join 1% for the planet, meaning they contribute at least 1% of their annual sales to environmental causes. The brewery has donated over $29 million to charitable causes since 1991. The list of things that this company is doing for the people and the planet is long and honestly just continues to amaze me. Their in-house processes are driven by innovation, all the while they're fighting for better climate policy, clean land and water, and providing spaces for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Truly, they are a company that is brewing beer for all. But like I mentioned, today we get the pleasure of chatting with Jesse, who has been with the brewery just over three years and has worn many hats in her time there, leading public and private tours, planning and executing events, running local social media, and has continued to demonstrate her diverse skill set in her current role by directly supporting the Director of Social and Environmental Impact streamlining process efficiencies, and working to kind of tie the thread of New Belgium's human power business model throughout the company, both externally and internally. Jesse's passion for people and culture resulted in a triple major from Luther College in Anthropology, Spanish, and International Studies, and grew further through a study abroad semester in Lima, Peru influencing her drive to empower people to better understand one another interpersonally, culturally, and societally. Outside of work, you can find Jessie spending time outdoors, climbing and hiking, listening to good music, and currently living out her longtime dream of living sustainably and intentionally in her own 
tiny home. And I am so jealous of this. That is literally like my dream. Jesse is seriously such a fun guest. And I'm so excited for y'all to learn more about the awesome work that New Belgium is doing. So without further ado, let's hop in and chat with Jesse. All right. So Jesse, thank you so much for joining us today on Hometown Earth. If you don't mind, just kind of introduce yourself and tell us what a day in the life looks like for you at New Belgium. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, so I work on our corporate social responsibility team. So um, right now, a lot of my focus is on basically uh, making sure our impact and the work we do is communicated um, internally and externally. So within our um, coworkers, you know, we're doing a lot of internal work to make sure that the work we do is amplified, but then externally too, to have our customers know, you know, that we don't just talk the talk, we walk the talk too. So a lot of that means I work with marketing and I get to help um, strategize and, and create content that aligns with our values, but then also um, exemplifies the important work that we do outside of just making beer. Yeah. Well, so there is there any specific projects right now that y'all are working on that you're just uh, yelling to the rooftops and making sure everybody knows about? Yeah. So um, a couple, we do um, an amazing job at like grant programming that we don't talk a lot about. Um, so we used to have different cycles of grants um, and I helped with that before I was in this department too, um, reviewing and, you know, getting some feedback, but we do like bike related advocacy grant programs. Um and that's something that we're building and um, just continuing to do. We've done it for a long, long time. And then um, specifically like beer related, one of my favorite projects I got to help a lot was with Piano Keys. Have you heard of that beer? No, I haven't. No? Okay. So um, there's a really great beer influencer named Ale Sharpton. He's based out of Atlanta. And his big thing like is to create economic empowerment for uh, the Black community and making sure that we get... Um, craft beer accessible to all. So one of the beers that we released a couple times now, different small batches is called Piano Keys and it's Imperial Vanilla Stout. Um, yeah, in Atlanta and in our tap rooms and um, the money goes to different nonprofits that we help um, decide with ale. And so that's been a really cool project yeah. um, to work on and just see the impact and um, see people love it because a lot of people you know, Atlanta, at least the market didn't have craft beer in the, in the city itself a lot. So mm-hmm. cool to be able to bring that there and yeah, and invite everybody in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, um, it kind of leads to my next question. So essentially y'all do a lot of work, um, like socially, and you say that you're a human powered business. Can you explain yeah. a little bit about that business model and, um, kind of what y'all hope to achieve with that? Yeah. So, um, human powered, you know, kind of starts, it's like from top down to starts internally. So it's, you know, we take care of our people. We are people first and that trickles out to, um, we care about people and we care about the world, right? Because environment is where we live and without that, we wouldn't be people. And so yeah. <laughs> uh, making sure that bringing business as a force for good is actually, um, doing it for the right reasons and doing it to, um, bring humanness and humanity into, uh, different business models. Right. And so, mm-hmm. A lot of it now, you know, kind of changing the culture of capitalism, getting away from just like profit based marketing and everything and trying to bring that humanity back in and making sure that everyone has access to it, because that's the hardest part. You know, the more you get into that, the harder it is to 
um, actually give it to everybody. So that's one of the biggest things. And, uh, and so that ties in a lot with our DEI work and our, um, of course, our sustainability, but community as well, kind of bringing everyone together to make sure, you know, we can make it work. Yeah. yeah make the world work with uh, cold beer in hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love exactly. it. Well, so yeah, we've kind of talked before, like on the show about the three pillars of sustainability. And what I love about New mm. Belgium is I feel like that y'all are like right there in the center of all those pillars, you know, social, corporate and environment just intersecting um, to do like mm-hmm. really awesome, sustainable work. So I feel like that lends itself a little bit to the values that you were talking about there. Uh, So if you don't mind, like, let's just kind of walk through those values that New Belgium has and um, just kind of talk about the work, the awesome work that y'all are doing. So uh, first off, the first one is like making beer for everybody. So you touched that on that a little bit. Um, But if you Mm -hmm. don't mind, just kind of telling us like what beer for everyone really looks like um, in your eyes at New Belgium. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things is just making sure that um, we kind of build off of our history, right? So Fat Tire, um, we talk about a lot as being kind of a gateway into um, diversifying craft beer, because back when that came out, um, most people drank super light beers, um, extremely sessionable, not a lot to them. And so Fat Tire was a good midway point um, to allow people to try something else that wasn't super dark or super intimidating, right? Because Belgian yeah. styles, uh, when Jeff made Abby, you know, it's a dark double and that can be kind of a lot if you're only used to drinking lagers. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Fat Tire kind of does a really good job and we've pulled this through and, you know, our goal is to continue to do that is to show that accessibility matters. So, you know, mm-hmm. you make something accessible, you make it approachable, you include everyone and yeah. it's only going to open more doors. So that's a huge part of making world-class beer for all. Um, and we just really try to make sure that all of our beers, you know, we have huge, um, high standards for quality assurance and we have an entire team of people that run our taste panel and help people, you know, professionally do that. So making sure that everyone can taste it and know that it's going to be good too. So is that, um, I saw on your website that y'all talk a lot about like, uh, democratizing your beer. Can you explain yeah. a little bit about what that means? That's kind of, I mean, similar mindset, yeah. right? Like there's something for everybody. So making sure that, um, the voices we get like ale, you know, we don't make a lot of stouts, but he was talking about how, um, in his communities and in Atlanta specifically, there aren't a lot of stouts. And so he wants to bring mm-hmm. that there. We're like, awesome. If, people have spoken, like, let's make it happen. So same kind of thing. You know, we want to make sure that, um, you don't just come here and like, oh, they only make IPAs or something like that too. Making sure that it's, um, it's for everyone. I do have my little fat tire. Um, my partner keeps fat tire in the house. I'm not kidding at all times. Like Heck is, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's his favorite. And then I also have some Voodoo Ranger down there too that Ooh. I like. What's your favorite? What Voodoo is it? Oh, don't I, I don't, it's the, uh, I don't know. It's the IPA. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Voodoo in itself now is kind of its own brand. So it has oh, a ton of different ones. So I was okay. curious if you had a favorite Voodoo, if there was one that you usually, it's like the classic or. I think it's the classic. It's got the skeleton on the front. I don't know if they're okay. all that way. They all do, but he's wearing yeah. different outfits and all. Of them. Oh my <laughs> gosh! I didn't even know that. Now yeah. it's like a Pokemon. I gotta go collect them all. <laughs> it's it's kind of true. I mean, 
some of that the the design on that is incredible yeah um, yeah so. I love and I just saw um that y'all are doing the designed y'all do design glasses every yeah, uh, year yeah, too to kind of highlight local artists I think that's really yeah. neat. Yeah, so um, they're beautiful. But were you asking about my favorite beer? Like, yeah, what's your favorite beer style? A specific? Oof. If you've got a specific one. Yeah, um, it's really hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I love our sour beers. Um, we okay. do wood aged sour, so we, you know, all of our beer has like real fruit, real ingredients. We try to make sure that it's like super authentic and based in um, just the truest source that we can get. And so, um, our sours are made in our wood cellar. Um, they're aged for one to three years. And so when you get the end result, every time it's different and the one beer that we make consistently out of there, one of them is called transatlantic Creek and it's a cherry lambic sour. So lambics are beers that are made out in Belgium in a specific region that are like open air fermented, um, that are really cool and they're traditionally cherry but different flavors um and so we actually ship it across the atlantic hence the name and then we mix it with our um golden sour ale that we make here and that beer is like this beautiful like deep red color and it's it's sour but like i like (laughs) tart things so yeah that's my absolute like probably number one um but you know fat tire is always good so i can't say i can't pick that too. But. Yeah, absolutely. Well, kind of speaking on fat tire, um, another one of y'all's values is environmental change. And I know y'all just mm-hmm. did a campaign that was really widely talked about, um, the torch shirts. So if you don't mind yeah. kind of speaking on, uh, a little bit of the initiatives that y'all do to raise awareness about climate change. Yeah. So, um, for a long time, we did our own, like just internal energy efficiency projects. Like we were the first wind powered brewery and, um, have done a lot of things kind of behind the scenes, but talked about some. And as we've moved forward, we've realized that it's not enough just to do it ourselves. We want to encourage others to do it too. And so um, one of the biggest things was this Torched Earth campaign we just came out with. And it was kind of a uh, a fun, like, hey, what is beer going to be like? You know, let's like try to imagine it. And when we did, it wasn't great, you know, if <laughs> yeah. we didn't take care of climate change and the planet because we're an agricultural, like, product we make that and so um it was it was fun to be in those like sessions to hear about like okay well what would we use then and you know it's different kinds of um ingredients that are used in beer now and are are good but you know what we think of beer now isn't what we would have and so um we called upon different um organizations and corporations to uh, enact some sort of climate goal um with that beer being released so you know, do you have a goal in mind? Do you um, have any targets? If not, why not? And, you know, let's talk about it because, you know, climate change affects every single person. And so um, the beer is cool. You know, it's a, it, interesting. We um, when we sent it out and had people you could buy it in the tap room. It was like uh, non-refrigerated because there wouldn't be refrigeration. Oh, the different, no. like, Yeah, it was like <laughs> hopped with dandelions and, you know, different um non-malt malts and then like hop extract um to make sure that you know it's kind of that that root which we actually do use in current beers so that's not kind of too far out of the the norm but um yeah definitely not something that you know i would like pick up (laughs) first choice but yeah we highlighted too that you know though beer would be our last focus if that you know was the world we lived in it's something that really brings kind of the tangible nature to it because the further we get from things, you know, the more separated we are 
the hard it is to actually see the full impact and the um, the reality of it. So it was a way to say, hey, try this. You know, it's a small release. Like we want to see your thoughts and see, you know, if this spurs action. Did y'all see any um, companies kind of step up and say that they were going to make a plan? I think naturally some companies were kind of already on that bandwagon. So yeah, yeah like yes, but also um, the biggest thing was we had like a button to tweet at companies. And so we saw some engagement there just from like consumers, you know, being like, what about you? Yeah. And so we had kind of a list of different organizations and corporations that didn't have like a plan. And Yeah. I think I saw it was like 70% of like fortune 500 companies don't have a, yes. a plan. So that's crazy. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. And with like the, you know, the Paris agreement, it's just, you know, it's becoming more like more dire and more real. Right. And, and so we really wanted to make something, um, was a tangible um, example of that. Yeah. Not just saying like, Hey, do this. Yeah. It's important. Absolutely. So it was a cool campaign. It was, you know, there's always um, fun ways to, to engage people. So that was a, that was a fun one. And so your fat tire is the, the first certified carbon neutral beer. It is. Yes. What does that look like? What, uh, what does that mean? So essentially, that means that um, alongside our already existent energy efficient, you know, model that we have here in Nashville, we um, invest in carbon offsets. So um, it's one of the most credible ways to actually um, invest and become, you know, lower emissions overall, because some of them aren't. So we make sure we pick super um, credible sources and uh we essentially will invest in those offsets temporarily until we can really lower our, our footprint because there's different scopes when it comes to carbon neutrality. So um, the first scope you know, is in our direct control. So that's anything that is on our sites that we can work on, which we've done a ton, you know, like solar, um, just like water saving. The list can go on for hundreds you know, of examples. Yeah. But then scopes two and three are our supply chain and things outside of our control that Right now, as much as we want to like find a hop supplier that also is zero waste or carbon neutral, it's it's um, hard. So um, investing in in credible offsets is really our our biggest thing right now. Not a long term solution, um, but that's one of the biggest ways we're able to have that tire be carbon neutral. Um, and then Mountain Time is actually certified carbon neutral now as well officially. I'd saw um, I'd listened that said whenever y'all were in the process of getting that uh, to that point, and so I'm glad yeah. to hear it that <laughs> so now you got two. Yes, we have two. That's awesome. So we're aiming to get the whole brewery, you know, all beer brands by 2030 certified carbon neutral. One of the biggest things of offsets is you know there are some that they'll talk the talk, and um, you research it and you realize that not, that money or you didn't actually go toward those um, really important projects that actually help reduce the carbon going into the atmosphere. So we try really hard. Yeah. I, that's what I was going to say. You mentioned it a little bit. Like we could not talk about all of the things that New Belgium does in one episode. It is yeah, insane. Exactly. It is insane. <laughs> all the stuff that y'all do. So right now I'm going to encourage everybody to go to your website and kind of check out as much stuff as they can. Y'all give tons of resources there. Uh, but what mm -hmm. do you think are some of the, you know, you've touched on a couple of them, but what do you think are there? the biggest drivers for that environmental and social change that y'all are trying to put forth? Yeah. Um, well, first off, also tell them to visit the website, but then folks can also visit uh, drinksustainably.com, no spaces or anything. 
And that website is specifically curated to talk about um, torched earth a little bit, but then they are bigger carbon neutral um, efforts. So very well done, like beautifully put together and, and great content, easily digestible too. So something that combines what we just talked about too, with like our offsets or just, you know, uh, kind of our efforts toward bringing people together is our investment in um, a company called Indigo Ag or Indigo Agriculture. And they, in turn, um, invest in local rural communities and farmers, because as it's clear, you know, the the rise in kind of fast paced consumerism culture means that a lot of um, small town, you know, farmers are out of work and not able to keep up with demand. And so one of the biggest things with our investment in them is regenerative. I can never say that word. <laughs> so um, that's driving economic prosperity for those farmers and making yeah. sure that not only like the small towns and the the rural communities um, are in a lot of need right now. And so if if they're the ones that in the end can actually help us um, with climate change, like they're going to end up being the heroes of it. Right. And so that's one of the things that's like a full circle like we're supporting people, we're supporting their local economies and the planet. Um, and so it's all all very intersectional. And so a lot of those folks just don't get what they need, um, especially the way kind of our, our economy is working in this day and age. So um, big opportunity for like a global solution that can start in small places. Yeah. Is there any other ones? I feel like that other companies should be taking note and doing more. It just <laughs> kind of blows my mind um, that they aren't actually ha have y'all had any trouble kind of, I mean, New Belgium has been around for 30 years and I feel like everything that y'all have done is kind of different and it should be the norm, but it's not. Um, has mm -hmm. have y'all seen any challenges kind of being in the, a beer space that's traditionally not uh, very inclusive or, you know, not very uh, climate forward as far as their actions? I think, um, you know, unfortunately, just a lot of the issues that we talk about or we are passionate about have been politicized. And so that tends to be a driver for folks not to um, engage. Um, and mm -hmm. so um, we talk about a lot that a lot of these issues need to be depoliticized because they affect everybody. Like they're not just one side or the other or anything. And so um, beer is a huge catalyst for bringing people together, for conversation, for breaking down barriers. So um, we are unique in our opportunity here, right? A lot of companies that maybe don't make the same kind of product, it's hard to talk about things <laughs> um, if they don't yeah. fit your brand, if they don't fit you know, your business sales model, and so we tie it into ours. And that's the biggest thing that I think like human powered business um, is trying to push forward and why we're trying to encourage companies to land on that is that that model actually puts people first instead of like money first, right? People over profit. And so um, that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing. And any issues we faced, I think, is just kind of the the pushback of like, well, we don't do that. It's like, why not? You know, just starting a conversation there. Mm -hmm. And we're lucky that Kim and Jeff, when they started, kind of had those foundations of people and the planet already um, kind of integrated. And so um, we like to use that as an example to say you can start from wherever you are. You know, you can start adding it in um, now, little by little. And I think, um, you know, there's different companies that do great examples like Ben and Jerry's makes ice cream, but they do yeah. an awesome job <laughs> of like their advocacy is amazing. And so you can use business um, to do a lot of good in the world. And hopefully eventually that means business and good and our 
humanness is all tied together instead of maybe separated out kind of that tangibility like we talked about the closer you are to something the more you're going to care about it so yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. well so you're just like flowing perfectly um let's just <laughs> let's just dive into then uh what it means another one of y'all's values is that you do right by people um does yeah. that mean internally in the company uh kind of let's talk about that a little bit um what the culture is maybe what y'all do outside of it um to reach people and do right by them yeah so i mean that's the biggest thing is, is we do right by people. We want to make sure that, um, we are not putting profit over people. We are, we are putting the humanness and putting the human experience above that. Um, so a lot of things I've said about our community, um, programs and different things are making sure that that happens. And then internally, um, employee wise, we've always done a great job of taking care of our coworkers. Um, the employee ownership program was something that, you know, not a lot of companies did. And so we were able to encourage a lot of different organizations and corporations to um, use that model. And it's, it's not always long-term sustainable for everybody. Like, you know, we recently were acquired by um, little world beverage um, from Australia and they're amazing. And so they, and they want to keep living out our values. And so that's one reason that we're able to do that is because we do have, you know, we do right by people. We make sure that um, that's the focus when, you know, things like, uh, employee ownership works for a certain amount of time, works for a lot of people, ends up helping a lot of people out, um, and then encourage change in other companies too. So it's internal and external. A lot of it is that, you know, we make sure that, um, our coworkers are a huge focus of our, of our work and our care. I love that. And I saw that, uh, y'all were, um, awarded the 2021 best place to work for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so I I feel like that that's gotta be just such an inclusive and fun workplace, which is, uh, seriously just amazing. Uh, cause that's another value is to have a hell of a lot of fun. So can you just kind of talk about, uh, yeah, just the community that y'all have there and why it's so important to build that community between, um, coworkers essentially. Right. Yeah. We want to be a place where everyone feels welcome and included. And I think, um, like a lot of businesses, you know, you work there long enough, it kind of becomes a little community in itself naturally, mm-hmm. but we want to make sure that, uh, our, our culture here is something that we want to grow, not just like fit. And so mm-hmm. when we hire new people, some of our biggest, um, you know, impact and goal right now is to get people that don't necessarily fit our culture that, that, or our community that add in a ton of different experience and perspective. And we've always been super supportive of like LGBTQ plus, um, healthcare benefits. Um, our doctor is um, trained in trans medicine. And so we have a lot of those things that are just like, under undercover supportive that like you might not work here and not know about and then you get hired and you find out all these things that make you feel you're supported in who you actually are as a person and that inevitably gives you more authentic relationships and allows you to be more yourself and so we're still you know we're not we're still we have a lot of work to do um so we're still you know no one's perfect and so we're trying to do a lot of like internal audit and work to see where we have gaps and where we need to grow and the biggest thing with that is just making sure that we know that we're growing together um, and trying to bring everyone to the table and give them a voice as well. So that goes with coworkers and outside, but definitely internally. 
Yeah, I feel like that y'all are building like the best community of just like chill beer drinkers that are going <laughs> to save the planet. Like I seriously feel like it'd be so fun. I mean, and it's it's great because beer is beer is fun and beer is a great way to talk and communicate and just like share and connect. And so why not use it as good if you were doing that? You're just like a, almost like a waste of space if all you're doing is selling and drinking beer. Like it's great. You can also just do that. But um, I think. New Belgium as a whole has always wanted to do a little bit more. And now we're able to, you know, continue to grow in all the areas. Um, And I'm super lucky to work on this team because um, seeing all of that and helping bring it to life is is huge. So um, we didn't talk about a lot of it for a long time. Really? So not on purpose, just just like, you know, we just did it. It was just like, here's who we are and we're just going to rock it. Yeah. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. love that. So yeah, trying to make sure that we do talk about it now more in a way that's like, you can do it too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And Mm -hmm. so one of the other things that y'all talk about is letting your freak flag fly. So do you have any personal antidotes about working at New Belgium that you've been able to kind of do that? Well, I feel like... um, in general, working, I started behind the bar um, back really? in 2018. Yeah. So that was just a really cool experience of like a group of people that work together all the time and, you know, we'd have retreats and it really felt a, like a huge shift in like the classic culture of like, you're at this big business, you have to be super like formal and, and um, right when you start, they're like open book management. You know, we talk about stuff. We, we, we want to make sure that you're taken care of. And so um, support is a huge thing. And so I feel like no matter what happened in our lives, like that was always supported. Yeah. One of the, one of a funny story that's not necessarily my own, but, um, my, uh, boss, who's the director of uh, social and environmental impact here at New Belgium, um, lives next door to someone who was the nanny for, um, Kim and Jeff and like some of the old original employees. Uh And so, uh, she has, she had a lot of stories, um, about those days. (laughs) Right. Um, but I remember uh, her telling me that one time she, um, the nanny had asked him, like, what made this successful? Like, how did you get this to work? You know, and she said, well, I just hired all the weirdos and let them do what they were good at. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like that's still so true. Like, I feel like I got hired and I was like, do they really know what they're doing? <laughs> and then it turns out, yeah, because everyone's like weird yeah. and great. And we, we try to bring everyone's voice in. That's one of the big things is like, you, you know, letting your freak flag fly at, at a tour de fat and you have some great ideas, like keep yeah. that going, you know, bring them up, like go up to your boss or someone higher too. And, um, so yeah, I think tour de fat's a really good example because it's a time where people are just together and, you know, having a, yeah. having a blast and, um, it gives back too. Is it every year? How often do y'all do mm-hmm. that kind of, what is, who do you give back to? Yeah. So, um, tour de fat is usually annually. Um, it's changed over the years. It was smaller, you know, it was just Fort Collins and then it was in a bunch of States. Um, it was free and then we charged for it for a minute. <laughs> and then of course COVID we didn't have it last uh, year, but, um, it's, it's a huge, essentially bike nonprofit fundraiser. Um, so tons and tons of money is given to different organizations that support accessibility in the biking industry, sustainability, um, the list goes on. And so it's, you know, right now, I think this year it's going to be in Asheville, Tempe, Arizona and Fort Collins. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just kind of grown and evolved throughout the years. Um, but excited as they were doing it again this year because um, we weren't hundred percent sure with everything. So, yeah. so anybody can go to that. 
anybody can go, um, you know, 21 to drink, (laughs) but (laughs) it's a super fun, like there's music, there's, um, contests and prizes and, uh, always great food trucks and just events. It's all, it's kind of like a big beer festival. Um, one of the most fun things too, is a giant parade of bikes that basically clogs up the entire town of Fort Collins. Oh my God. And it's everyone in their costumes are encouraged. Um, there's no theme necessarily. Um, but just happens that way. And I think that's a big example of like letting your freak flag fly, but for a great cause, like you're doing fun stuff, but you're also doing it because there's a really big message behind it. So we like to do that. You know, why not have fun while you're making a difference? Like life's too short. (laughs) I was going to say, I feel like that it is so, so heavy sometimes talking about climate change. And so to be able to a have a community of people who are all kind of working towards the same goal, um, but are also unique. I just feel like that that is so valuable. um, And a lot of people could, could really learn from, from what y'all are doing, whether like me as a regular person, I'm like getting ideas even from just like how Mm -hmm. y'all are, how y'all are operating. So what ways can people get involved um, with any kind of environmental social change with New Belgium? If you want to just share a little bit of tidbits there. Yeah. I mean, it's as easy as just making some choices in your own life. You know, if you, if you decide like, I don't know, the easiest things that like you start doing individually could be just like thinking about when you buy things, like what, what is it in, you know, what is that going to go toward in the end result? Um, and so with beer, like buying new Belgian beer is always a great you know option, but (laughs) I think, um, for a long time, people thought sustainability was like a marketing fad. Um, and we're jumping on board because of things like that. And, um, we actually see the data that, um, it's, people are investing in companies that make change. Um, and a lot of people will say, Oh, are you sure that makes a difference? Like, how do you know? And it's like, no, we're seeing that the spending, like our sales are showing that folks and customers will spend money where impact is. And so where true impact is where true impact, authentic, you know, credible impact. And, um, so that's a big thing, like check people's receipts. You know, that's something we say a lot. Like we need to make sure people can check our receipts and and we show what we're doing. We don't just say we support the LGBTQ community. We don't just say we um, want the rivers to be cleaner. We like go out and do it. We do community yeah. days. We, you know, do carbon neutral work. And so really just choose brands and choose um, spending your money where people are doing things that um, align with your values, you know, with environmental um, change or social um, equity things. So there's a lot of really great ones. I love that. Well, so is there anything um, on kind of the horizon that we should be looking out for for New Belgium? Well, one thing is that we're working right now on, we usually put out like a force for good report that essentially um, tells about, you know, kind of everything we're doing. And a lot of the times in the past, it's just been super heavy, like fact-based. And so this year, um, we're going to make a website um, down coming down the line about called Brood for All. And so um, you can take a peek at that. Um, hopefully that'll, you know, be up and running soon. Kind of like drink sustainability, drink sustainably, just going through, you know, what we do and why and really showing why, um, because we can talk about it all day. But if you don't see the impact and the actual effect, that doesn't matter. Um, a big thing coming down the line is uh, Beer to Queer. Have you heard of that beer? No. Huh. Yes. Yeah, so um, for National Coming Out Day, um, in October, we're releasing, uh, this is the second iteration of the beer, but um, called Beer to Queer, like B-I-E-R-E 
DE okay. and then queer, um, <laughs> kind of a play, you know, we like to make, uh, we had a beer to Mars and different beers like that. So essentially, um, that money goes toward, um, you know, LGBTQ nonprofit and it makes sure that it's spread out, um, equally. And so, uh, this year, it's kind of a, a campaign around, you know, making sure that coming out is something that whether or not you're able to do that you feel safe and supported. Um, and so that we're going to have some cool new uh, merchandise and different items nice. that um, support that. And so it's kind of like piano keys, right? We're trying to make sure that people feel included and have a voice at the table. And so um, more to come on that. That's going to be a really fun um, really fun beer release. So awesome. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. to see that. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. So yeah. is there anything else kind of you want to share about what's going on at CSR team or, um, anything about new Belgium in general? Yeah. I mean, in general, I think that we're really lucky to do what we do. I feel really lucky. Um, starting in this brewery, I was like, always looked at the CSR team, like, Oh, they seem so cool. Like they're doing some really important work. Um, and that's where I want to be, you know, like that's yeah. the stuff I care about. And so the fact that I get to do that is, is incredible. Um, and so, uh, something that's a, kind of a fun fact, I guess, that's maybe a little nerdy talk is CSR <laughs> stands for corporate social responsibility. And, um, a lot of times that has been like a stepping stone to get us to this day and age of like enacting that work and showing our receipts. And so, um, the words we use a lot of the time, like my title would be like ESG generalist. So it's actually called environmental social governance. And oh, so that's okay. more along the lines of our carbon neutral impact and our different mm-hmm. things. And, um, there's this, uh, Forbes quote, and I don't know if I have it here, but they talk about, um, CSR and ESG use a common aim, but, uh, you know, we want to have ethical and sustainable business practices. Um, but ESG is a little more strategic and more efficient. And so in our department, we do both like that's, we are ESG, we are CSR. And, and so that's something that's just, it's really cool to see that because this department kind of formed out of people who it didn't exist for a long time. A lot of people who cared about these things, um, and there's seven of us. Um, so in the three categories, you know, we work in with sustainability, um, community and DEI, and uh, a lot is happening and there's a lot that's going to be coming down the line and coming yeah. out. So uh, I think that the biggest thing is we want to make sure it's how we connect to these causes and leverage our brand in a way that's truly meaningful. That's not just, um, you know, saying here's who we are and we did this, you know, it's like, yeah. no, we, we really care. We really want to make sure that our impact is, is meaningful and lasting, not yeah. just something that we do for fun, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that that's um, even true because it's like, okay, so you're wanting to make beer and you're wanting to like have a, a legacy of beer to last longer and the earth has to be here. Right. <laughs> so it's that. like, that's why it's so pressing. And you kind of talked about that earlier, but like, seriously, like that you can see, you can tell that y'all have a goal in mind and that is to really make an impact. And so I'm just so thankful to be able to drink, drink new Belgium and yeah. to kind of keep up with what y'all are doing. Um, so I Absolutely. really do appreciate you hopping on with us today. I was going to say, I forgot to mention, um, with the carbon neutral, we have our carbon neutral toolkit that we're our engineers and our sustainability team is working on that event essentially will go out to breweries and different, um, companies and say, here's how you do it. 
you know, because we're not a place that does something and then it says, well, we figured it out. You should figure it out. Yeah. Here's the tools. Like literally here's step-by-step step how you become carbon neutral. And so that's been a huge project um, that we've been working on alongside of our other, you know, environmental um, impact strategy. And so yeah. huge, huge deal. I'm super stoked about that. We kind of did a similar thing with like uh, quality assurance in beer, you know, back okay. in the day, we like wrote, yeah. wrote like a guide kind of, and uh, a lot of breweries now follow that. Really? Um, so we're hoping that this kind of has that same effect of, you know, you can do it. It's accessible. Like we want to make sure that everyone can, can look at this and say, you know, Oh, I make a difference if I do that or, you know. And that's not just for uh, large breweries. I'm assuming it's for mm -mm. small, like any brewery that's kind of even mom and pop. <laughs> right. It should be. Yeah. You should be able to look at it and get, you know, fit it to what you need to. So, um, yeah, that's a huge that's a big project that a lot of people are spending a lot of time on and they're all amazing, super smart <laughs> humans. So that's what I'm like. Sometimes I was going through just like seeing all the work that y'all are doing. I'm like, who, who is like the brainchild behind all this? And it really is just like everybody coming together. Everybody. To yeah. <laughs> I love that. As this team, like there's only seven of us um, mm -hmm. and two of us are in Asheville and it's like, we're so intertwined and working to be even more intertwined with every other department that it's like, mm -hmm. as things come up, we're like, Oh, we want to do that. And that, and that <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, got to come back down and see like what's realistic. And most of it is, it's just really intertwining all of it through the rest of, you know, the company and it's already kind of there. So don't have, don't have a lot. We just support <laughs> yep. a lot of support, a lot of, yeah, a lot of just uh really great collaboration with other coworkers too, to, figure out like those, those, um, beers, you know, um, that were able to have an impact and a cause behind them. So yeah. making sure that program gets built out because, uh, Voodoo Ranger already does a great job. We actually, um, we pay influencers on Twitch to oh, play wow. games and drink Voodoo and support yeah, us. And, yeah. um, we actually, uh, partnered with T-Pain recently, um, <laughs> which is a really funny, um, like, I think it's incredible because his whole deal is to make sure that people on Twitch, like black, uh, gamers get, um, paid, you know, as much as anyone else. And so we are directly supporting his initiatives. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's one thing that like, you know, our brands, you don't just have to be like a, a beer that gives an impact. You can be Voodoo Ranger and have this larger brand. And we do this cool gaming thing. You know, it's kind of this, um, initiative that, you know, if you look into it, you see that, but, also, we like to have fun and play games and support people in the same way. So. I feel like that's so freaking unique. I just am in, <laughs> constantly, I keep saying it, but I'm like constantly in all of y'all. It's just so, <laughs> so neat. And now I, all I can hear is T-Pain's auto-tune, just like Dream Dude, New Belgium same. in my head. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, we were joking about different like parodies that he did on um, <laughs> Saturday Night Live that he could do with now with us with beer and yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. The whole thing. But yeah, it's that. awesome. And thank you so much, yeah, for letting me come on and talk about this. Absolutely. And, um, it's been it's been a pleasure, and uh, you know we could talk for I'm sure days. There's so yeah, much. I know. There's so much. Do, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will be sure to link everything in the show notes as always. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, are you going to go enjoy a cold beer this afternoon? I think I will in a little bit. Yeah, I got a little more work to do, but um, then I'm sure I'll head down to the to the Liquid Center, which is what we call our tap room and oh, um, nice. chat with some people. Yeah. You know, it's the center of 
all of the amazing <laughs> libations. So why not call it something weird? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jesse, and I uh, okay. hope you have a good rest of your day. And cheers. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally at Lena Saintford. We all know change needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.